here to pick up my birth control. And what is your name? Uh, Joan Kunick. How do you spell that? K-U-N-E-C-K. Okay. Well, and the date of birth? Um, January 6, 1998. Yeah, but Over the past few months, I've had a lot of unprompted conversations about birth control. I just don't like the way it makes me feel I'm going off it, a coworker mentioned during a shift. My friends casually dropping in conversation that they can't stop crying. It's probably just my birth control, they'd say. And I guess I wouldn't have thought twice about it if it was just one passing conversation. We know birth control comes with side effects. Doesn't every medication? But I thought I was having the same conversation over and over again. One I hadn't heard before. I'm going to be bad at this. Okay. <laughs> oh my, my fucking god. god. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm Deanna DeVinny. I'm 21 years old. <laughs> and I'm a waitress. <laughs> These are my friends from home, Joan and Deanna. We've known each other since the second grade, so I guess you could say we've been through it all. First periods, first boyfriends, first hookups, first heartbreaks, and now first encounters with birth control. When I went on birth control, my face cleared up a lot. (laughs) That was probably the only pro, besides not getting pregnant. Both Joan and Deanna are on the pill. They've been on it for a little over a year. Deanna says the only side effects she experienced were weight gain, while Joan dealt with more of the mental side effects. Yeah, I experienced side effects for like the first four months. It was awful. Did you expect to experience the side effects as severe as you did? No. Can you explain that? Can you expand on that? Um, I was really emotional. And moody, I guess. Same thing. You cried a lot. Yeah, I cried a lot. It was probably hard to get out of bed sometimes. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like I got, it made me depressed. Definitely. I really thought about, um, just stopping, stop taking it. It really made me crazy. But, I'm all good now. I just gotta let it go. Because it said it was normal in the beginning to get all the symptoms. So I just pushed through. Now I'm good. Because I didn't want to get pregnant. And I'm still not pregnant. (laughs) I wanted to get more information about birth control and why our hormones go all out of whack. I also wanted to know what options people have who, you know, don't want their hormones to go all out of whack. So I talked to Dr. Patricia Hume. She's an internist who works at a free clinic in San Francisco, California, and among her other various jobs, she gives out birth control and talks with patients about their birth control options. Uh, I mean, part of it is, and I can tell you just right away, is that anytime you have a hormonal, uh, anytime you're taking a hormone, whether it be because of, you know, uh, breast cancer treatment where they basically block your hormones or contraception, which is, you know, they basically... It tricks your body into thinking you're pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, with a large dose of hormones, um, or like prostate cancer. You know, you're you're playing with receptors in your body that we don't totally understand, right? And what happens between different patients is some patients react one way and some don't, and that's because there are probably genetic markers in there that that we still don't fully understand. Um, if a patient came to me and said, you know, I had problems with birth control and it made me moody or I had acne, then I would definitely help them explore options either that have lower concentrations of hormones, like a NuvaRing, which is um, something that you 
it's a ring that you insert into the vagina, um, and you leave it in for three weeks. And because it's right next to the cervix, the amount of estrogen, um, the hormones that are released are a lot lower than if you were to take a, a pill, which, you know, you have, it has to go clear through your liver, and so then it affects the hormones that are circulating through your system are going to be greater. And so, therefore, the side effects, if you are one that has side effects, would be greater. Um, and then there are things like uh, the marina, which is uh, an IUD, but it has hormones that are released over time, so you can insert it, and it's good for five years. And then there's the copper IUD, which has no hormones, and that's good for t- 10 years. So th- there are options out there. I knew there were forms of non-hormonal birth control, like the NuvaRing and the copper IUD, but they weren't as popular as the pill. In 2014, it was reported that over 9 million and a half women used the pill, making it the most used form of contraceptive. So why is the pill more common? When it comes to upkeep and side effects, it isn't all too appealing. And according to Planned Parenthood, the method is only 91% effective, as compared to the IUD, which is 99%. Some of the barriers are cost. They require an upfront cost. And also you're committing yourself to something like a, if you're doing an IUD or a marina, you're insert, you're, you know, you're committing yourself to something that's a long term. Um, I mean, you can always get it taken out and uh, fertility would return rather quickly, but, you know, you don't know what side effects you're going to have. Like people with the IUDs can have heavier periods or more cramping, but they don't have the issue with the copper idea of having hormones. When Dr. Hume mentioned the cost, that wasn't something I had thought about much. My friends and I are all still under 26 and have the privilege of still being covered under our parents' insurance or have access to Planned Parenthood. But a stark difference between the pill and, say, a copper IUD is the price. According to Planned Parenthood, birth control pills can cost up to $50, but under certain insurances or with Planned Parenthood, that cost can be lowered or even free. And while the IUD can be inserted for free under certain insurances, and again with Planned Parenthood, it can also cost up to $1,300 without it. That's why this administration will work with the Congress to end taxpayer funding of abortion and abortion providers. And we will devote those resources to health care services for women across America. There's been an ongoing threat against Planned Parenthood since Donald Trump took office. While a large part of the conversation has to do with abortion rights, defunding Planned Parenthood would also affect access to basic health care, like breast cancer screenings, STD testings, and affordable birth control. In February, the Trump administration announced that it would bar organizations that provide abortion referrals from receiving federal family planning money, a step that could strip millions of dollars from Planned Parenthood and direct it towards religiously-based anti-abortion groups. Non-hormonal forms of birth control might not be for everyone, and Dr. Hume stressed that each form of contraceptive should cater to each specific needs of a patient. But what will it mean if birth control does make it harder for certain people to go about their daily lives? And if non-hormonal contraceptives are no longer an option for some, solely because of their cost?